everything you seek is within you and it's really just taking the moments to come back to the womb. The womb is a powerful, powerful, powerful portal. And if we take a moment to come back to our womb, and, and many of us seldom do it because we're very, very busy. So within this expanding consciousness, time is speeding up, right? There's the illusion that time is speeding up. So it's having the ability to slow time down, even just for a couple of minutes coming to the womb. Welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the show. If you are an avid listener that tunes in weekly every Monday morning, you have noticed that it didn't happen. (laughs) This is the second time now during my pregnancy journey where I was late on the podcast and I'm just really trusting and surrendering into that and You know, it's really interesting that this episode is launching on all things spirit babies, connection and communication with the wonderful Bell Tozier, because I had a beautiful soul sister, Sasha, my friend Sasha, who came in town over the last few days and she was staying with me and I had a local blessing way. I think there was like, I don't know, 15, 15 to 17 of us who all came together and there was ceremony and celebration. And, um, I got to really receive from these beautiful women in my life and just noticing where I still hold back on receiving and yeah, still have trouble with that and really stepping into my feminine more and more. And I just didn't feel like doing the podcast. (laughs) It just, I've had so many other things going on and I've been really, you know, the, the blessing way, is for the mother, like baby showers are for the baby and blessing ways are for the mama. And it was a beautiful rite of passage for me. And, um, it felt like, uh, a shift in the slowing down, which bell talks about, like just really connecting with myself, really slowing down time. Um, I am actually only days away from my baby considered being considered full term. The lungs are the last um, aspect to develop of these beautiful little beings. And that's when at 37 weeks, my baby boy will be fully developed. And at this point, he can come at any time. And I don't know when he'll come. (laughs) So I'm kind of just in this, the space in between the windows in between and just honoring that 
I still have previously recorded episodes that I want to launch before I go on maternity leave and spend time with my baby. And, and then I'll be pausing the show for, I don't know how long it'll be the end of season two. Once I move through all these previously recorded episodes and Belle was one of them. Can't remember when we recorded this. I think it was probably two months ago now. And, um, yeah, just in a very different space, very different resonance. And it's really just like allowing me to be devoted and committed to the podcast because it feels important, but also just letting things be fluid and dynamic and trusting in the timing of things and all of that fun stuff. So I don't think there's much more for me to add. The The conversation was beautiful. I'm excited for you to hear the episode of how I discovered Belle and her journey of getting into this work, which really chose her and, and, and like really trusting in the human experience and the divine unfolding and how much surrender has been required for her journey has been deeply inspirational. So I'm excited for you to tune in. Thank you for your patience and thank you for your grace. And I'm, I'm really just in nesting and resting mode and um, there's so many things that the mind wants to say need to get done at this time. And I'm just trusting in, again, the divine unfoldment and, and really honoring what's most important in that moment. And this you know, past week felt important to connect with my beautiful community of women, to really feel held, to really receive. And that meant a postponement of the podcast episode. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode with Belle and uh, catch you next week, perhaps. <laughs> as long as I'm still pregnant, the episodes will continue to be launching and we don't know when that time will come. Gotta love the great mystery of life. All right. Catch you next week, potentially. Much love. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the show. I have Belle Tozier here today, and I'm very excited for this conversation. We're newly acquainted, but I have a feeling that this won't be the last conversation that we have together. Would you like to say hello to our beloved community, and then we'll dive in. Hello, everyone. How is everyone today, wherever you are? Are you listening? Is it morning? Is it night? I hope you've had a wonderful day, or you will have a wonderful day. It's first thing in the morning here for me. I live uh, in the on the Gold Coast in Australia, and wherever you're hearing this, uh, I trust that your baby led you to this conversation right now, or maybe your grandbaby or a spirit baby that's going to be in your life. There are no mistakes that you are listening to this at this moment in time, right now. So welcome and thank you for listening. Mm, I just got full body chills because I'm like, ooh, what am I going to receive from this? This is why it's so fun, right? Like the reciprocity of giving and receiving. And we, you know, I always do kind of little grounding to to drop us all in before these, you know, podcast conversations. And it is pretty marvelous and miraculous. It's 3.42 p.m. where I am in the late afternoon. It's 5.42 a.m. in the morning for you. And what a gift that we get to be able to do this. And I really think this is why consciousness is, you know, an evolution is speeding up and why awakening is happening so much more quickly just because of this accessibility and this information and this wisdom and these connections with beautiful beings like yourself that we get to call in. And so I kind of want to share, well, first of all, you call yourself a quantum creatress. 
And I want to know, yeah, like, who are you? And just kind of in a nutshell, like, how do you define your service work and in your personal life? Obviously, you just shared where you reside in the world, but anything that you want to share about who, what makes you, you, and then I'll, I'll share with the audience how I discovered you. All right. What makes me, me? Well, a big part of what makes me me is that I grew up in outback South Australia in a tiny little town in the outback. And, you know, like you were saying with accessibility and the internet, if I was to grow up in that town now, it may be a very, very, very different experience to the one that I had because it was like the end of the earth. Like, It was literally in the middle of nowhere. There was no internet. I lived in a town with 150 people. I went to school with 20-something children and six of those were my family, right? So it was this very isolated outback experience that really shaped who I am as a person, I think. And I always had this wanderlust to travel the world and explore the world. Like I knew as a very young girl that I was here for something really, really really important. I just didn't know what it was. And I had no aunties, no uncles, no parents, no siblings, no role models who had ever traveled, who had ever gone outside our little bubble. And I had this lust that I was going to travel the world and I was going to see everything and do everything. And I don't know where that came from. And the only thing I can say is that we come in with it. We come in with this knowing, we come in with this mission. And I was very tapped into it as an eight-year-old. Um, but it would take me many, many years of traveling the world and exploring all over this globe in search of something that I didn't know what it was I was searching for. I was searching for something and it would take a severe illness in 2012 that took me years to recover from that was the catalyst to remembering why I had come to the planet and remembering what I was here to do and who I was here to serve and also the process of calling forth my own baby and opening myself up to that quantum field of reality. I tried to get pregnant for eight years, you know, and I just couldn't no matter what I did, organic food, headstands, you know, eating certain foods, acupuncture, all the different therapies and all the different things. And at some point along the journey, I realized that that wasn't my path to pregnancy and that's when the doorway opened and my baby started coming in and communicating with me. And at first I did wonder if I was crazy. <laughs> I started questioning <laughs> what I was receiving and I was like, oh, my God, am I crazy? And it's just been this evolutionary ongoing process that's led me to this point, I guess you could say. And initially. Uh, my business, Surf the Wild Woman, started out as a TV documentary series, a 13-part TV series. I'm a surfer. And we got five women traveling from California to Panama, surfing the whole Pacific coast of Central America. And I spent 10 years trying to find the money for that project, getting rejected over and over and over again. In the same time, I'd been on the journey of trying to conceive my baby. And these two journeys ran parallel to one another. And then um I had a baby and we were due to leave in the documentary after finally signing a deal and, and planning to go on the trip, a trip I'd spent 10 years trying to bring to life. And then COVID happened and the trip never went ahead. And I had a newborn baby. I had no money. I thought, what the hell am I going to do now? And the spirit babies were like, us, it's a turn. It's a turn. You have to serve us. So it was kind of like, Accidental, I guess you could say, accidental on purpose. And 
once I started on this mission and once I started serving the spirit babies, I didn't know what that was going to look like at the time. But once I said yes, it all just evolved and happened effortlessly. And then I realized, oh, my God, this is what I'm on the planet for. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm meant to be doing. So that's it in a nutshell. I love it. So it's really funny. Well, first of all, I think it's fascinating and I love bringing kindred spirits on the podcast, but I also love bringing, like I've been, I I used to only bring women on just because I felt more resonant, for example, and I primarily serve women. And then I'm like, why am I only bringing people on that talk like me, think like me, share the same beliefs as me? So I've really been like, pulling people in that have different life experiences as well to have varying perspectives, right? Because the people who are tuning in, yes, there's a resonance with me, but right, we all have different life experiences. My spirit baby journey was very different where I felt unprepared. I didn't, I had a lot of fears of becoming a mother. I knew there was this deep desire But I also felt this soul soul calling. I left corporate and like there was just so much transition in my life, leaving corporate, starting my entrepreneurial, you know, spirit led business. I've, I just made a big move from the state of Florida to the state of North Carolina and completely uprooted where I grew up essentially and lived for the last 36 years to completely start fresh. My husband also left corporate and it just felt like I was so growth oriented. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? How is this going to happen? How? Am I going to fit motherhood into this big life that I know and this service-led life that I know that I desire? And then, of course, so what happened was, and I don't even think I've shared this with you, is about a year ago, my husband and I were like, you know what? We're never going to feel ready. Let's just let Jesus take the wheel, aka the spirit babies, and not pay attention. Just enjoy intimacy with one another. And we ended up conceiving our child the day we sold our home in Florida. Literally, the closing of our home, (laughs) where we no longer own the home, was the evening our baby came through. And we were in the middle of moving. And so I am in so much transition right now. And I feel so excited. But there's so many fears. I'm moving through so much and feeling so much instability. And I love how there's multiple ends of the spectrum here where there are women like me who are like, I don't feel ready, but I know that this is my path and don't feel prepared. And maybe it's a surprise like it was for me. And then people like you who are just so desiring that motherhood journey and doing everything within your power and not understanding why at that moment in time, why it's not happening. And I think both are so, the the through line is really we with our limited thinking minds think we know what the timeline looks like what is in our highest good and ultimately there is a much bigger plan so i would love to hear your perspective because you are i would imagine working with women who are like me right and like you and all of these other varying degrees of spectrums. And so can you kind of speak into that a bit so people can feel that relatability of like, okay, I'm not alone. Like my story, my journey looks a little bit different, but there's still going to be value here. Mm. Yeah. Look, all babies choose different experiences on their path to earth. All babies choose 
different journeys. I wasn't ready to receive that information. My son wanted to be conceived with IVF and it wasn't until I was eight years into the journey because I'm organic, I eat clean food, I'm never doing IVF, right? So at eight years into the journey, after countless you know years of communication, my son came to me in a dream and said, I want to be conceived by IVF and you weren't ready to hear it before now, right? So I was like, oh my God, I had to start looking you know, outside of myself, I had to start looking at all the dogma I was carrying around IVF. Some babies want to be conceived and they're chosen by both parents with a conscious conception. They're absolutely chosen and you consciously open the doorway and they come in. Other babies need it to be a surprise, right? They need it to be a surprise to get their parents to move, evolve, shift, soften, whatever experience it is that that parent needs to become the version that they need to be for that baby to be here and land. Every baby has a different path. Every baby has a different journey. And that's why we should not compare ourselves to anyone else Mm. and anyone else's journey because we need to trust that the spirit baby knows what they're doing and they have an expanded vision that we just simply do not have. And in every case, I talk to women in hindsight who say it couldn't have worked out any better. That was exactly the way it was meant to be, which is why in the moment it can be difficult to accept and trust. But in hindsight, always shows us that it was the highest path for us with these kinds of star seeds. If you're listening to this, you're bringing through a quantum star seed. There's no doubt about it. Or you're connected to one. You've got grandchildren. You've got them in your life. You wouldn't be drawn to this conversation if you weren't. So the babies that are coming through to your family, to your life are here on a mission. And your mission is to allow them in, however that turns out. Mm. What is your definition of a quantum starseed? A quantum starseed is a baby that is lived in multiple different dimensions and multiple different realities. So we're currently in 3D reality, moving through 4D into 5D. Um, a quantum starseed has had lives in many different dimensions, many different planets, I guess you could say, many different races. So they've been in 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, 8D. 9D, they've had the full spectrum of the different dimensional realities. That's a quantum star seed because they've existed across time and space in a non-linear manner. Mm. I love that. So I kind of want to circle back. Thank you for sharing that piece because I mean I'm I'm very conscious of this is the work that I teach in terms of. I'm in it right now. Like I feel very unstable. Like I'm very, very transparent about, I mean, the grief of my old identity. I mean, just so many like guttural moments and tears. And of course, all of the changes with the body and just everything that's been happening in my life. And it's not for the faint of heart yet. I know I can feel like this baby's like year evolving. (laughs) This is it's such a blessing. So I'm moving back and forth all the time in terms of, oh my gosh, this is one of the most excruciatingly challenging moments of my life and the most miraculous and the most beautiful and the most mystical and magical because I can feel my timeline. Like I can, it's almost like I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be moving in this way. I wouldn't be creating this sense of urgency. My husband and I are taking more risks, right? And we're doing all of these things that if 
a baby wasn't on the way, we'd probably take a little bit more time or do things a little bit differently. And so is there any advice that you have? Because this is, again, a lot of the work that I teach is like being in that both and allowing the wholeness of what it means to be a human and knowing that there's going to be challenging moments and it's okay to question and it's okay to have fear, right? And be in that allowance and acceptance while also holding the divine plan, while also trusting in this baby knows exactly what he or she is doing, right? Like he already sees all of the timelines. He knows exactly, well, for me, it's a boy, right? For me, it's like, he knows what this is going to look like for his life and for my partner and I's. So do you have any like supportive tools uh, to support people with how can they be in acceptance and allowance of what is? Because I feel like so much of the resistance, right? Like uh, that eight-year journey for yourself, right? If you could go back and tell yourself, of course, we know things had to happen that way or else you wouldn't be here in this moment. But are there any moments that may have softened your resistance, right? Or just like allowed you to just be a little more at peace with the circumstances and situation to help people that may be moving through infertility right now have suffered from experiencing miscarriage or maybe not feeling ready to become a mother, but know that they have that desire? Mm, That's a big question. (laughs) And it's something that comes up daily. And, you know, for women who have been trying to conceive for a really long time, and I can't speak to the women who, haven't been trying to conceive for a long time. In this case, for women who have been trying to conceive for a very long time, there is a level of desperation that comes. And I can say that because I've felt it and I've been there. I've absolutely been there. So their experience of being able to let go is a little bit different to the experience of someone who, you know, conceived unexpectedly. There's there's two different experiences, right? But to Surrender into the moment and to trust the plan, so to speak, really comes down to consciousness and your level of consciousness and your level of awareness to ask questions and to look and to feel the response in your body, right? So even though there's a lot of instability in your life, even though there's a lot of change and a lot of growth, you can still connect to your heart and you can still connect to your womb. Right. So it's moments of space between all the doing and the busyness. We're so busy now, even between, you know, we're we're running off with the kids, we're going to school, we're going here, there. And then when we're not busy, we're scrolling on Instagram or we're checking our emails or whatever. The the nuggets come in the void. So the space between the doing. And it's really about reflection and being able to ask yourself and in and women's case, asking your womb. Okay. Really just take a moment. It's so simple to just come back to our womb and place our hand on our womb and really just ask ourself, ask our body and ask our baby. Mm. Everything you seek is within you and it's really just taking the moments to come back to the womb. The womb is a powerful, powerful, powerful portal and if we take a moment to come back to our womb, and, and many of us seldom do it because we're very, very busy. So within this expanding consciousness, time is speeding up, right? There's the illusion that time is speeding up. So it's having the ability to slow time down, even just for a couple of minutes, coming to the womb. Mm. 
my little babe was kicking when you started to say, just tune into your womb, right? Like it's that simple. And it's that simple. It's really that, it's really that simple. And we externalize everything. We ask other people, our head goes around in circles, but how does it feel, right? Expanded and aligned choices and the path of your highest version of yourself feels good in the womb. Mm, yeah. And I love this because, again, so many of the values and principles that I teach you, like, right, you're articulating it, similar resonance, maybe some different weight, but it's the same. It's just like coming back into the pause between the exhale and the inhale, right? How does it feel? Not how it looks, right? Not seeking external validation, right? It's coming back into the sovereignty of our own personal power, which is what I'm really excited about because when I first got pregnant, the reason why I found you is because I just was getting my hands on, I read Spirit Babies first, a couple of years ago, actually. And then I read Kate Street's, oh my gosh, I know you mess this one up too. I always mess up the title. What all mamas want their spirit babies to know. Is that <laughs> what right? All no, spirit what, all- ba- what all spirit babies want their mamas to know. <laughs> it was close. Yes. What all spirit babies want their mamas to know. And then I read another one called, oh my gosh, it's new. And it's from Emily, the medium here. She's in Canada. And I want to say, it's oh it's called cosmic bond she just it just came out a couple of months ago i think there might be one or two others but there was a woman named melissa ambrosini i did her course called holy mama and i just really loved everything that she shared from like conscious conception journey all the way through conscious parenting and she mentioned kate street's book i read it in like a day And then I got on her email list and then realized she didn't do spirit baby work anymore. And then all of a sudden, what pops up is an interview between you and Kate that while I was pregnant that I ended up reading. And then I kind of just, you know, slowly every couple of days just went on this little, oh, what does Belle have to say? Oh, she's got a podcast. Oh, she shares her journey here. And then I reached out to you to be on the show. And so I would love for you to share Um, those are the books that I'm reading because it feels very important that my pregnancy journey is very much about intuitively connecting with how do I want this experience to go really trusting that I already carry the wisdom inside of me of how to eat, of how the birth gets to look, right? Just connecting intuitively with how I want to move my body each day and honoring exactly where I'm at in any given moment. So I would love for you to share, hmm, because I know you did a couple of Kate's classes, like maybe just kind of talk about that a little bit. When you were going through your journey, you had discovered Kate, and then I kind of want you to go a little bit more into detail of like, what were these spirit babies telling you when they're like, you gotta go, right? Because it sounded like Kate kind of passed the baton. She didn't know she was who she was passing the baton to, but it's almost like you picked up the work that she then decided, you know, on a soul level mm. was complete for her. You know, Kate is what I, she's the true pioneer. And Walter Mackey, and he was the pioneer of spirit babies. He absolutely was. He coined the term spirit baby, but he was connecting with spirit babies in a very different time on planet Earth. And that's not to discredit anything he did because I think he's amazing. I also read his book in my early days and 
I think the work he did for the earth was incredible. But Kate was the true pioneer of the quantum field. She didn't know it at the time and she didn't know she was connecting with babies in multidimensional reality. But when Walter Mackian was working with babies, we were at a time that was past, present, future. It was a very linear reality during that time. We've now moved beyond the linear reality into the multidimensional reality. So we've got infinite number of possibilities, infinite number of timelines and limitless uh, realities. I mean, if you were to read Walter's book, he sort of has people come in. There's one girl, one boy, whatever. He can see exactly who's coming. It's a very clear path. It's not like that anymore. There's an infinite number of possibilities and an infinite number of timelines, which is why I'm an absolute advocate and all of my work is how to teach women how to communicate with their own baby, to cut out the middleman, to to do not disempower yourself because timelines can and they do shift, right? And it's the most, um, the highest timeline. If you're connected with the highest timeline, it's the highest timeline that will come forth. So, If you've got three spirit babies there and they're all boys, it absolutely doesn't mean that you're not going to have a girl, right? These quantum possibilities are opening up all the time. So, you know, Kate was the true pioneer of the quantum field. So back in in the time when I was, you know, the baby was communicating with me and I was, oh, my God, am I crazy? I was like searching and searching and and Walter's book didn't do it for me because it wasn't um, touching on all that quantum stuff I'm talking about. It wasn't touching on the limitless multidimensional reality. And that's how I found Kate Street. And she was just like, music to my ears. I'm like, oh my God, this lady talks my language. She speaks my speech. She talks my talk. I just loved her. I devoured every single video she ever made, all of her content. I read her book in a day. Like literally I devoured everything. And, and she's so you know, spunky too. Her personality is really fun. <laughs> she, she is. She's really fun. You actually remind me of her a bit, funnily enough, oh, really? your mannerisms. So it's super cute. Um, so, yeah, I devoured all of her content. And right at the end of my own journey uh, at the eight-year mark when I was about to go through IVF, I did Kate's Divine Mother activation myself. And I conceived my son two months after that activation. And then... You know, I had a very clear channel, a very clear path. And then when after my film didn't go ahead and I had a newborn baby, I said, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? And the spirit babies were like, you need to serve us. You absolutely need to serve us. So I started going into the studio and going, okay, well, I don't know what I'm meant to do. I don't know how I'm meant to serve you. Um, but I'll just go in and record and see what happens. So I booked this um, sound studio to record some things and I did a meditation and I opened myself up to the spirit baby portal and I was like, all right, whoever wants to come forth, hit me. And my goodness, thousands and thousands and thousands of spirit babies came forth and they were just like bombarding me with all this information. I was like, okay, we need a <laughs> spokesperson. Just one spokesperson, come forth, come forth, you know, And they started talking to me about this massive shift happening on Earth and that a call had been put out across the universe, that the Earth was in trouble, that the Earth was ascending and going through a massive shift. And they were asking for volunteers, the most courageous, the most advanced, the most um, experienced souls to come to Earth, to volunteer, to come to Earth, to lead humanity into a new era, a golden age of peace and prosperity and beauty that we've never ever experienced on this earth before 
And if you're listening to this, you have one of these children in your life, either you're bringing them through or they're your grandchildren, you absolutely have these children in your life, these volunteers who are coming to earth to usher in a new paradigm of consciousness. So when this happened and then I saw Kate put out she was retiring, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) It has to be me. So I sent her a message and I I said, oh, my God, I think it has to be me. I think I'm next. I think I'm meant to take take on where you left off. And that was how it came about. I want to put in the show notes below a couple of those links as well that I kind of how I discovered you from Kate's blog or if you have the direct links, even the testimonial or what you shared that you called like the one golden egg. Yeah. We talk about your dream. Yeah. Let's talk about your dream that you have a baby boy, right? How your baby boy came to you. Yeah. I have a baby boy and um, my son had revealed to me that he wanted to be conceived by IVF. And I had a lot of dogma around IVF. Um, They're not as conscious. They're not as evolved. Like all the stories you could ever hear anyone say in the conscious community, I said it. And I had to really let go a lot of that dogma and so when I decided to do IVF I was like right I'm going to do it my way I'm going to welcome in the medicine with love I'm going to open my womb I'm going to bring the the feminine in you know all of that stuff and the universe literally rolled out a magic red carpet for that cycle it literally was like and there was not an absolute doubt in my mind whatsoever that I wasn't going to get my baby so you can imagine my crushing surprise when that cycle failed and I didn't even get any eggs that fertilized. And I was like, how can this be? I was so devastated. I just, I was so shocked that it didn't lead to my baby after all the signs and all the messages and all the visions. And a couple of months later, I had a dream and I was in my ovaries in my dream and there was all these eggs swaying around. I was holding the hand of a little boy and all these eggs were swaying around. And my son yelled out, who wants to be me, right? And all of the eggs parted way and this one golden egg rose up from the other. I was like, Whoa! It like literally rose up and this beautiful goddess came out and put the egg in a beautiful box and she walked down this magic red carpet that was in my ovaries and she walked down and she handed the box to my son And he looked at it with pride and he looked up at me and he said, Mommy, this is going to be me. He was so, Mm -hmm. so fast forward to my next IVF cycle, I only got one egg and I was 41 years old and the clinic were very, very negative. They were like, oh, you've only got one egg, don't get your hopes up. But I knew there was not a doubt in my mind. It was my one golden egg. This was my son. It's absolutely my golden egg. And my husband and I were in the room. They put the embryo in my womb. My husband and I were holding hands and we were looking at each other. And as soon as the embryo went in, there was this cosmic spark between us in the room, it permeated everywhere. Everything was golden and beautiful inside that room. And I knew in that moment that my golden egg was here to stay for the entire duration of the pregnancy. I knew it in every cell of my being. And a funny little side note on this is that 
because I was 41 years old, the clinic kept ringing me like every three or four weeks to see if I was still pregnant. And I thought that that was just the most absurd thing. I was like, she's like, are you still pregnant? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Like, I was so perplexed. And I didn't realize that so many women have miscarriages from IVF. I had no idea that the figures were so high because I was so certain that my golden egg was here to stay. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, would you say looking back at it now that your whole fertility journey, like your whole journey of wanting this soul to come birthside needed to happen that way so that you could have that level of compassion and empathy and understanding of what people go through, what families go through, what women go through on this journey and really the level of trust. So it's almost like at that end, right? You, It's like, it didn't matter if anyone was trying to inject fear or throw stats at you. You were like, nope, I know it. I feel it. It's happening. And there was never a question. So yeah. Do you want to speak to that at all? Yeah. Look, I feel, you know, like, you know, if we look at what was my path in all of this and what was my journey and why did it take so long? Because I needed to understand every aspect of the whole journey. I needed to understand the desperation. I needed to understand the desire. I needed to know the difference, what it feels like when you're in push and resistance and when you're in flow. Even if it's taking time, you can still be embodied and in flow. You can still be expanded and joyous on the journey. And especially my failed cycle, I absolutely, if I'd conceived the first time I did IVF, I would have been missing a very, very, very crucial element in that journey. And I would never have understood the absolute devastation that was all consuming and what it feels like to go through all that, invest all that money, invest all that energy, have that stress on my body and still not end up with my baby. Mm. I never would have understood that if I'd conceived the first time. So, And I learned that very quickly. I was like, okay, this is this is happening for a reason and it's meant to happen and I'm grateful. So I'm going to look for the nuggets, the diamonds, the gifts of this experience. And the gifts came and they came bountiful. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I just want the listeners to kind of breathe that in for a moment, because I do, I think you provide a level of relatability and just like that. I mean, really, when we can be in that space of the most sacred thing is what is and really trusting in the divine unfolding of our path, even if we don't understand it, even if it's excruciating in that moment to hear stories like this, where you're, where you can articulate so beautifully like that was challenging. I didn't understand that. This was excruciating. This, I mean, was it's gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching. And I see now why it needed to happen that way. And you wouldn't be doing this beautiful, benevolent, sacred work, right? Helping thousands of women and ushering in these thousands of, of souls coming in. And one of the pieces that I feel really passionate about, because I'm 37, and immediately I moved from Florida to North Carolina. So I just went for my first appointment to the to my OBGYN, but I am doing a home birth and 
I have a birth team here and a midwife and it, it was just immediately the moment I got pregnant, I knew this is what I get to do. I get to have my baby at home. This is how I want to feel. This is what feels safest. But just the amount before I even had my first appointment, it wasn't even the doctor. It was, I don't even know if it was a nurse. It was someone coordinating over the phone, like reading to me, by the way, your advanced maternal age. And like, here's all the things that we're going to do. And they even said control delivery and all of this stuff. And the amount of just like contraction that I had in my body of this just does not feel like my path. And I love that you talked about the dogma or right. Just like, oh, cause I probably have a lot of that too. Like I would never do IVF, but I don't know that because who knows? Like, I don't know my journey, but I, I think it's important for us, right. It's that non-attachment piece of to not judge someone else for choosing to have a hospital birth, for choosing to go on an IVF journey, for choosing a home birth, right? Like there's all this judgment and dogma and I'm experiencing it a little bit, but even with breastfeeding, like I hear there are moms, if they didn't, if they couldn't breastfeed, there's a lot of projection on mothers who can breastfeed. And there's a lot of projection for women who have home births in terms of the hospital birth and vice versa. And it's like, can we just come back to everybody's journey is different and it's going to look different. And as long as we're, like you said, feeling ourselves and connected to our body and connected to our journey as to what this path is going to look like, can we just let people choose their path? And that is what I feel so strongly about is I don't actually care what anyone else chooses for themselves, but can you allow me to choose my path and trust that I know what's best for my baby, my body and mm-hmm. my birth. So anything that you want to do to speak to that, because that feels like with this, as my work is expanding, there's things that I'm starting to become really passionate about. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be elements of this motherhood journey that I'm going to bring into my service work to support people in really being in this allowance of other people's paths and not projecting what they think is best based on their own personal experiences. Mm, Look, this is a big one. It doesn't end after birth. It continues all the way through parenting. There is so much dogma getting thrown around and, you know, I call them, I, I eat organic food. I'm everything I put on my skin is natural. I am for every part of the world an all natural girl. I would consider myself on the conscious path. There is a lot of conscious crusading that happens in the fertility world, in the pregnancy world, in the birth world. And it's just horrible and it has to stop, right? If you don't free birth, home birth, these conscious crusaders like the consciousness police are saying, oh, my God, she chose an elective cesarean, blah, blah, blah. It all has to stop and we need to, again, empower the mother and empower that the spirit baby has chosen that path. And it's how do you feel safest? For some women, they feel the safest free birthing at home with no support. For other women, it's a planned cesarean in the hospital on a certain date. And then there's everything in between, right? The babies are choosing their path. That We can't know what another soul has planned for their evolutionary journey. We just simply can't know, right? And that can also set us up for 
like myself, for example, I planned a home birth. I didn't even have a hospital bag packed. There was absolutely nothing on this earth that was going to get me to the hospital. And then I had a stroke in labor that temporarily blinded me for four months and I ended up with a hospital transfer. It was my worst nightmare. You couldn't even imagine. And and I still grieve that journey to this day, right? Because I was unwilling to surrender to what the spirit and the baby had in store for me in that moment, right? And I don't often ever share that story with women who are at the birth portal, right? Because I don't want to infect my journey or project my journey onto them because just because that was my experience doesn't mean it's going to be yours. We just need to move aside and let people do what feels expanded for them. And I had a good experience with that. A friend of mine uh, gave birth and it sounded like the most horrific birth ever when she told me the story. And I caught myself at the door when I was about to say, oh, my God, that's awful. And I I said, well, how did your birth feel for you? What what was the experience? She's like, I was so empowered. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. She had a 29-hour labor. She ended up having an epidural. And the epidural was the best thing that she ever did in her whole life. And she was so grateful for the experience. And they used forceps at the end. She felt empowered by that. She felt empowered, right? When she was telling me the story, I was like, that's awful. But she felt empowered and that's the main thing, right? Mm. Letting someone else have their experience and not being in the way of that experience. I love that you shared that because if we can apply that to really any area of our life, right? because there was an assumption, this is what we do as humans of like, wow, that felt awful for me. But right, we want to just say, hey, we just want to say what's on our heart, right? We want to be empathetic. We want to be compassionate. We want to say, wow, that was awful, I feel for you. But what a beautiful modeling of like, consciously, wow, I don't actually know what her experience was. I'm going to pause and I'm going to ask. And she got to share with you and that shifted your perspective, right? Of what all of these experiences look like. And I actually, I don't remember where I heard it, but I did hear, I forgot until you were sharing about what happened where you were ended up transferring in the hospital and and your eyesight started to go. And honestly, it didn't create any contraction in my body as a pregnant woman. What it did was it again affirmed, holy shit, Belle's a badass. <laughs> she chose a very, very divine path of the spirit baby world because it it's almost like it just keeps like the thread just keeps unfurling right the through line of of the relatability because we have we have to experience life in order to teach it like you've got to be be able to say here's what my pregnancy journey was like here's what my labor was journey journey was like here's what my motherhood journey was like And it's not bad. It's a full life of experience and a full spectrum of what Mm. it means to be a human. And I'm such a firm believer in that. And I'm planning a home birth, but I'm also doing my best to trust. Like, I don't know what that day is going to look like. All I can do is prepare for what feels safest and in most alignment now. And of course, in the moment, I may be like holding on for dear life not wanting to leave in the event that a hospital transfer is required. But I trust that that is part of the medicine for me if that opportunity presents itself. And I think this is like the motherhood portal is the ultimate 
it's the ultimate metaphor for life, like literally the amount of surrender, (laughs) the amount of trust coming back into our bodies. And I feel, I feel so happy and elated and grateful to be a woman, like you said, a quantum creatress, to be able to literally bring these beautiful souls into this world. Mm. I feel super, super blessed. And is it easy? Absolutely not. Are there moments where I'm like, I don't know why I signed up for this, of course. But I know like with your journey, hearing what you've been through, it really does give me a sense of peace and gives me a sense of whatever gets thrown my way. Like if Belle can do it, I can do it. Or if I have a friend who had an empowered birth at home, if Melissa Ambrosini can do it, I can do it, right? Just having these empowered stories and like your friend did sharing all of it and then being like I felt empowered in this setting it's possible in Kate Street's book how she notated a cesarean being a very spiritual beautiful experience between the mother and the baby and how it's all about that intention so yeah that's going to be my last question is I could actually, what final words do you have related to all of this and just like diving all in into the sacredness of this experience, regardless of, of how it unfolds for us to usher these new children in and to trust in the evolutionary path of the twists and turns that happen along the pregnancy and motherhood journeys? Mm. Well, firstly, I want to say that your baby has chosen you. Absolutely. Your baby has chosen your life, where you live, what you do for work. Everything has been chosen. And in my experience, communicating with babies, they get a selection of choices. It's like this parent, this parent, this parent, or this parent, right? So the baby chooses a soul resonance based on all of your life experiences, your ancestry, all of those things. So you can't mess this up. As long as you do you, As long as you connect with your heart, as long as you connect with your womb, you can't mess this up. There's nothing to feel bad about. So really just leaning into your journey and your book, you're the actor of your story, your journey and your book is unique to you. And it's so easy to say, let's not compare ourselves to other people, but really let us not compare our journey to someone else because your baby has a plan for you, as life has a plan for you, right? So it's really just leaning into that trust and the divine and reminding yourself that it's okay to feel annoyed if it's not happening when you want it to happen. It's okay to be devastated if you don't get the birth that you chose. Like I was devastated that I didn't get the birth that I'd chosen. It's okay. And that serves us and serves our evolution. And and the other thing is, You get the birth that you need to parent that child, right? My son is a very, very, very challenging boy to parent. I love him with all my heart and soul, but he is a challenging boy. He's highly, highly intelligent. He's um, a very quirky young man and it requires surrender daily like you couldn't possibly imagine and I got the birth that I needed that I can draw on to parent this child, right? So what you get from your birth, if you take away a word, whatever that word is, empowerment, 
um, surrender stillness. That's the, the main emotion that you will need throughout life to parent that child. You're not the first person that's mentioned that. So I'm going to, I'm going to trust that now, even just mama friends of mine, they're like, but they've had three babies and they will tell me like, this was this experience. This was this. And they say, and their personalities reflect that. And this is how it helps me parent. So I'm definitely going to keep that in the vault for my experience because now I'm like, all right, there's something to this here. Yeah. <sighs> All right, my love. So you have quantumstarbabies.com, which I love that you're calling them star babies is too, right? Spicing things up a little. And there's opportunities for people to book one-on-one sessions. You've got your Surf the Wild Woman website. Is there anything else that you want to add for the ways that people can get in touch with you? I know you have a course. So anything that you want to share in terms of if women... And I love, love, love that you are bringing it back into again, the personal power of the woman, like you're not taking anyone's power away. You're empowering. What a beautiful gift. I'm just so elated that you're empowering women to connect with their babies on their own and to feel what that feels like, because that's only going to deepen their awakening journey Mm. and consciousness journey. So yeah, any of the ways that you want to share, people can get in touch with you, share more about your course. We'll definitely put everything in the show notes. Yeah. um, My biggest thing is I want to make my work and how I serve humanity affordable for everyone. And I don't want money to be the reason why someone can't access this information and they can't grow and expand. So I offer all different tiers and varieties of being able to work with me. So I have a course called uh, Quantum Conception 21-Day Jumpstart. It's $37. It's a 21-day course that Kate and I created together. And I brought forth all of the best of her work. She called it upcycling and I loved that word. So I upcycled all of her best content and we brought together a 21-day course for $37. So you can really delve in and really start expanding into all of this information. Then I have one-to-one sessions which can be booked on my website, Surf the Wild Woman. And before you go on and jump a session, I just want to say this, that The intention of this session for me has never been to tell you when you're going to get pregnant or what the sex is going to be or any of that. Whilst I can communicate with your baby, I don't give dates and I don't give timelines. The intention of the session is to really get you to open up your womb, get you to start talking about your baby and so that your baby can come through to you and start visiting you in dreams and start connecting with you in dreams because like I do not want to disempower you I want you to be able to anyone can do what I can do anyone can it's just opening yourself up to the doorway and then I also have an app called star babies and there's all kinds of resources inside the app there's free resources there's meditations there's ecstatic dances and there's a membership portal inside the app so I can't wait to see you all inside Oh, I didn't know about the app. I'm excited to go. I'm going to go geek out on the app after this. So we'll make sure we include everything in the show notes. And I also love that you do that, that you're like, yeah, I don't give dates. I don't give sexes because I actually was out to dinner the other day and with my husband and we just started people here. It's a small town. So people just communicate. There's been so many amazing conversations and I'm meeting these beautiful souls along the way. And this guy was like, how boring would it be if we just knew everything before it happened? And 
I'm like, I know, right? It would be so boring if we knew the sex, if we knew the exact date. We think we want that, but where is the evolution in that? Where is the growth? Where is the fun if we knew everything that was happening? And again, I think we've been modeled collectively as a society to, right, allow that power to be outside of self, have somebody else tell us this is our path, this is our journey, this is what it's going to look like. So I'm extremely grateful. I, I feel like I learned more about who you are and the work that you do. And now I'm even more excited to share you with people because mm-hmm. it's very resonant with what I teach that nobody knows more about your body, your baby, your journey, your story, mm-hmm. your desires than you do. All we can do is kind of help facilitate that door that's already within you Mm. and just get to find and open for yourself. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I just want to touch on what you said that I do share sexes of the babies that come, but I don't share dates. Right. And I might say there's three babies at the spirit baby portal. There's one boy and three girls. I don't know what order they're going to come in unless one baby is very talkative and very forward. But I always like to make the disclaimer that you know, timelines can and they do shift. So again, remain open to what baby's going to come first because my daughter was communicating with me for eight whole years before my son. I always knew my son was there. He was way further back. It was my daughter that was communicating with me. My son came through at the last minute, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why I like to um, like to teach women to open up. And and if you go back and read Kate's book, What All Spirit Babies Want Their Mamas to Know, she also has a very similar journey about communicating with her daughter when a son came through. So let's be open. So I actually forgot about this part because we had connected over a month ago, but I felt resonant with Kate's story in her book about, because she has three boys, right? And the last one she initially, the last one she was sure was going to be a girl but that's a very, very p- powerful story. So I don't want to give all the secrets away. Definitely get your hands on the book. And then I remember, I think it was in one of the interviews or the conversations you did with Kate, where you also shared the same thing. The same thing happened with me, Bell. Girl communicating for years. I could have, I mean, I was so sure coming to me in my dreams, friends coming to me, plant medicine journeys, <laughs> friends having dreams, meditations, whatever it was, like, Literally random people from all walks of life, beautiful sisters, people I met at retreats. Hey, um, I had this interesting dream. Always a girl, always a girl, always a girl. And then when I got pregnant, the energy was completely different. And I'm like, this is not her. I have no idea what the sex is, but this is not the same energy. Sure enough, it was a boy and I ended up receiving some information a couple of months back that, um, yeah, the girl's very chatty like me. And the boy is more subdued like my husband, but they did switch places because there was a timeline where if we had the girl first, that the boy, that we likely would have only had her because she's a bit more, you know, mavericky and a lot, a lot more to handle. He's a lot more relaxed. I, I call them gladiator children, right? Yeah, she's she's my gladiator child. Yeah. And She's going to be coming in second, but she's like, don't get me wrong. I'm like the big sister. Like I'm going to be like the big sister. So yeah, I love that. So yes, you do. So thank you for clarifying. You do share sexes, but you're also very clear on, again, it's a 
a world that we have somewhat of an understanding of in the spirit baby world, but lots of transition things are so fluid and really trusting in that. So that is why I also felt a resonance from like, how is it that all of us thought we were having a girl? Cause we have this strong girl communication and then the boy comes in first. <laughs> or well, there's, there's a- no surprise why that's happening. You know, if you look at the, the new man, that's going to be on planet earth, the fall of the patriarchy, the man that's stepping in a heart centered consciousness, they need mothers like us. They do. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this was such a gift. Are there any final words that you have? I, I highly encourage you all just to check Bell out. Again, I was kind of, even when I didn't feel prepared, I was still just dabbling and reading before I even actually like made the decision to see where this journey was going to unfold for me in motherhood. So even if you're just a little bit curious, definitely check out all of Bell's links and her app, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I just want to leave you with this. All spirit babies communicate in different ways. So pay attention to the conversations you overhear when you're in coffee shops or restaurants, little snippets of conversation. Pay attention to the songs that jump out at you. Pay attention to billboards, stickers on cars. Babies are always communicating with you. And once you open your eyes to those communications and you start seeing them, you wonder how you never saw them before. Mm, And that's how life becomes so much more fun. I love living my life like that. Just getting little winks from my spirit babies and little winks Mm. from the universe. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being such a gift to this world. And thank you for empowering the beautiful women. And of course, which empowers the partners and of course brings these beautiful, beautiful beings into the world. So I really do appreciate you and your work and everything it took to get here. Well, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening and have a beautiful day wherever you are on planet Earth. And I'm so grateful we connect connected in this time and space on this day. And please reach out to Bell and myself if, if just to share what moved you, what landed, what questions you had. And just going back to that practice she shared at the beginning with connecting to your womb and really like asking questions and listening. We'd love to kind of hear what opens up for you. And even if you want to share some little links from your spirit babies via bumper stickers or license plates or conversations at coffee shops it's definitely supportive to hear how this is landing so thank you thank you thank you and we'll catch you next week for another episode much love bye thank you for your presence and tuning in today i believe in the power of reciprocity so if you found value from this episode i invite you to share the love there are endless ways to do so including leaving a rating and written review on apple forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. Much love. <laughs>